0: Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts the Podcast. Hello everyone. Uh welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts the Podcast. Uh Smika here. So this week has actually been a really good week for me. Um nothing really major going on, but uh I do appreciate all of the feedback that um you know I'm constantly getting and uh you know um the messages and things like that. So I'm always thankful for that. So I wanted to start by saying thank you for the support so far. We're on episode 11 and, um, and I'm really enjoying doing this every week, um, with you guys. So I do appreciate, um, all of the support. So let's just jump into, um, black excellence. So when I saw that Meek Mill was finally off probation after, I think it's been 11 or 12 years of him dealing with like, uh, you know, the court system and all that, I I literally like stopped what I was doing. And I think I was working at the time and and just said a prayer of thankfulness, you know, for him, because, you know, I've, I've just thought this whole situation has just been a really sad situation. And in so many other, you know, especially blacks that are caught in a system that is basically set up for, you know, you to fail, you know, who has less resources, you know, they probably would just end up just, you know, back in jail or just going through that cycle. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, celebrate this win for Meek and, um, and I hope he continues his personal journey and continue to grow and, and just be a better man. And I, and, you know, in, in in my opinion, I haven't seen him do anything. I haven't seen any negative press. I haven't seen anything. And, um, it seems like, you know, He's really trying to, you know, use his voice and be an example for other people and speak out uh, in regards to the injustices. So um, I'm really, you know, proud of that. And I wanted to, you know, celebrate him as well, because that's definitely a a big win for him. So I can't remember what day it was, but recently I picked up, I pre-ordered this book um, by Basie Ikpe and um, it's called I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying. And I've actually been taking my time reading it. Um, it's actually phenomenal. Uh, I always tell anyone, you know, that's looking for a book to read to definitely pick it up. She's speaking about basically her personal journey and mental health and just her story. And she deals with, um, uh, bipolar and anxiety. And it's just such, it's such, uh, it's, it's such an intimate book, but it also it's just so well written that like, For me, I've actually, you know, sometimes go back and even reread chapters just because it's just, I I think it's moving and I think it's brave and I think it's amazing. So today I wanted to actually read um, a quick little portion. It's 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 the first page actually. And I just want to just show just, hopefully I read this well, but I want to show how just beautiful, you know, she she wrote this this book, like an example of it. So the name of this chapter is called portrait of a face at 40 there will be new lines new ways your face will fold and crease your right eyebrow will thin the left will wither away entirely you still have not learned the proper way to build a face your eyeliner like your life is thick and uneven see how your cheeks droop you will brush blush across them etch angles into your face attempt to contour presumption of prominence even as your cheekbones lean down towards your swollen lips someone once told you you always look like you've just been kissed and left he told you this before anyone had ever covered your mouth with theirs but so many have kissed and left so many times since then you wonder if you should find him and ask him to remove the curse your mouth is too full of regrets to age properly properly but the forehead holds spots and wrinkles and let us not forget the constellation of marks and freckles that circles the eyes they are beauty marks now in five years they will be moles they will will be whispers of removal, they will say, possibly cancerous. You will beg to keep them. You are proud of the way the night loved you so much it offered you stars for your face. That is what your grandmother told you. And do grandmothers lie? Not when she held the same face, this face she gave your mother, silently asking her to pass it on, and she did. Only a woman so small and wise could give birth to herself so many times. So that was actually the first page. And when I, uh, when I started reading this, I was just absolutely blown away. And so I wanted to highlight this book just because um, I think when you when you find a book that you, that you find absolutely special, um, you know, you should share. And the level of writing and the vulnerability and just openness in this book, I think it's amazing. I'm actually almost finished with it. But I plan to probably reread it after I finish reading it. So, um, yeah, so pick this up if you want a good read. Um, it's called I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying. All right. So last night I watched the um, Osaka and Coco match in the U.S. Open. Um, it, if, As you know, I'm a big uh, Coco fan. She's 15 years old, but um you know she's just phenomenal and i think what i like so much about her is that she's so humble and she's so just mature you know for um her age and so it's really um it's really exciting to watch all of her matches so last night you know when she played osaka she coco was completely overwhelmed and she lost but you know it really has been a joy to watch her play you know during the us open and, and um in the fact that she just plays with so much heart so Osaka last night to me also was a class act because usually when, you know, you lose, usually you see the person that was defeated. They usually just walk off and, you know, Osaka allowed her to speak at the end to the crowd and she hugged her and talked to her. And she also, you know, went on Twitter and, you know, left a message on Twitter for her. And I thought it was just a, it was just great sportsmanship. We should see more of that. Um, but it was just, it was just beautiful um, in general, even though, you know, Coco Laws, her future is just so bright. Because, I mean, she's only 15, and I think sometimes we kind of forget that. But, um, yeah, like, it, it her journey, I just can't wait to keep watching her play. I honestly, Mika's prediction for the U.S. Open, if, if you're following it, I think, because um, Serena Williams won today. I think we're going to see a rematch of last year, and I think Osaka and Serena Williams are going to play each other in the finals. That's what I think. And I think Serena is going to beat Osaka for the U S open. So we're going to see, but that's my prediction. I think, I think Serena's going to win this one this year. So this week, um, Melissa Ford, she did an interview on the breakfast club. And, um, I usually, I watched the I listen to the breast club pretty much every day, but I always try to pick the interviews that I, that I'm really kind of interested in. And, um, The Melissa Ford interview actually was a really great interview um, due to the fact that she was completely open and transparent and she just gave so much honesty throughout the entire interview. And sometimes, you know, when you see people get interviewed, you know, they want to shy away from questions they don't want to answer or something that may be difficult. But, you know, she didn't. And she really, you know, spoke her truth. So during the interview, she spoke of her car accident last year that she had her life-threatening, life-threatening car accident, actually. And, um, it left her with a broken skull and she had bleeding on the brain. And so she, uh, you know, she barely made it, but miraculously, like she made it through. And then, you know, she was talking about, like, she, she was relying on other people and how that just, you know, the whole thing just kind of had an effect on her. So when she was speaking of her road to recovery, um, she spoke of how she became deeply depressed to the point that she had, um, Extreme suicidal thoughts. She would sit at home and, you know, just start thinking of ways to kill herself. And um, and she also spoke of how before the accident, um, she was dating someone that she was in love with. And basically, when she got in the accident, the guy just kind of ghosted her um, during and after the accident and was nowhere to be found. And then now, you know, she's bounced back and she's still beautiful and you know, she's back to normal and, you know, everything's kind of functioning well, she stated how, you know, he's trying to come back. And she said that she realized like, you know, and this is me paraphrasing the interview. Um, but she said she realized that basically he viewed her as a trophy. So, you know, before the interview, you know, she was beautiful. I mean, excuse me, before the accident, she was beautiful. So I think when, you know, she had all this uh, trauma to her brain and and cracked her skull open. Um, you know, he wasn't interested, and uh, so she was saying that basically during her recovery, she not only had to, you know, deal with a broken head, she also was dealing with um, a broken heart. And so, one, I wanted to say, just listening to that interview, because Charlotte, her and Charlamagne are actually friends. Charlamagne got, and he was just saying like, you know, how she really had him worried to the point that he sent someone over there, you know, to check, to check on her. So my first point that I wanted to say that I always say is, you know, check on your village, you know, your friends, you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it can be as simple as just, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about you. Just wanted to see how you were doing, you know, or, you know, Hey, you know, do you want to talk everything good, that type thing. And I actually um, have gotten more into the habit of doing that. Um, because before, when I was dealing with my stuff, um, what I realized, you know, and I spoke about that a few episodes that when I was dealing with, you know, uh, me just being deep in my depression and things like that, like I literally fell off the face of the earth. And so like, even my sorority sisters, they were like, girl, we didn't even, we forgot you even, you even lived in town because I just wasn't talking to anybody. And, you know, I rarely would see anybody. And um, usually, when you kind of when people kind of disappear, sometimes as humans, we're all we're always like, you know, well, you know, they suck, they're a bad friend, whatever, you know. But it could be something that you know they're actually, um, you know, dealing with. Uh, my best friend that I spoke about a few episodes ago, Maddie, we had a conversation. And it was a real conversation because you know she told me how she used to be angry with me due to the fact that I, you know, I wasn't calling and I and I didn't check in with her and I you know we went a while you know just not really communicating and it was completely my fault you know um and I just you know at the time I don't know if I was embarrassed or what or well I guess I didn't really realize full well what, what I was dealing with to where I could really explain like you know this is the reason why and so now like you know I'm trying to I'm I'm in a you know a season of just trying to rebuild a lot of my friendships and put more care into them. And, you know, even if, you know, cause sometimes I'm really busy and that's just the reality of it, but it, you're never too busy just to send a text. So, you know, I just want, I always just like to just, you know, point that out and just, I wanted to just say that today, like, you know, check on your village, you know, even if it's a text, just asking somebody how they're doing or even sometimes just giving somebody a compliment. My sister told me that, um, since I've been in therapy, um, uh, I'm a lot more loving and I talk about my feelings all the time. And, um, and honestly, I enjoy it because I, I want everybody that's in my life to know, you know, that I appreciate you and that I love you. And, um, and I think it's important to tell people that because we all need to hear it. And so while I'm here on this earth, I want to make sure that, you know, all the people in my life actually know exactly how I feel about them. And so I try to make an effort of just saying that more often, even if I get on their nerves with all my love that I'm given. But, um, I do try to do that now, um, as a of, a, of a level of importance for me. So my, um, so this led me to my thought of the week and, uh, and that's on the subject of love and kind of what does that look like? So first, since we're on a subject of love, uh, I release these episodes on Monday. So uh, once you're listening to this, I want to shout out um, my love bug for their uh, birthday. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, you you drive me absolutely crazy. But um, and I know that I'm constantly pushing you for greater. And, um, you know, I know at times, you know, uh, our love can seem difficult at times. But, um, you know, I wanted to say to you that, I'm grateful every year um, to be here to celebrate. You know your your day, and um, and not just you know on your birthday, but every day because you are loved and you're very much appreciated. And everything that you do for um, the family is always appreciated. And you know I could always say that more and sometimes show that more. So I just wanted to shout out you and tell you that I love you and happy birthday. And um, I feel this week um, that. I've discussed love so much um, just randomly with just different people. I've talked about, you know, love. And I also had couple therapy this week. Um, and that was pretty positive and productive. Um, I just want to say, y'all, sometimes in couple therapy, I really do be showing my ass in there where, like, you know, I've had to come back, you know, the next session and tell my therapist, like, girl, I know I was in here going ham last week. So I apologize. But, um, you know, sometimes that's love, you know, where you have these, you know, imperfections and these conversations. And, um, so I was discussing the other day, what does love look like to me and like, how do I define it? And it's funny because that's actually been an area that I've had to work to properly understand and appreciate. Like when I was young, um, my parents weren't married Uh, My dad left the home when I was 12, but even when he was in the home, um, you know, him and my mom, I think, had a very toxic relationship. So I never really seen, you know, a a loving relationship. Like, I didn't really know what that looked like. And then even when I think about it now, um, as an adult, I never seen anybody in my family that was married. Like, I never seen, you know, a married couple, you know, so I never really knew what exactly love was supposed to look like and the way that i learned about love was through listening to songs and so i grew up thinking that love was just this fairy tale and it was you know an r&b song you know that it was just you just so overwhelmed with love for this person and it's just perfect and nothing ever goes wrong because this is love you know, and so for me, that has made love very difficult for me where I've had to actually um, fully understand love. And I'm still, you know, I still work in love, you know, because um, what you don't what they don't say and what you don't realize about love is that love is, is hard work. And that's why I tell people I'm like, when my friends come to me and they complain, they tell me about, you know, their the person they're with and all that stuff. You know, I'm always like this, you know, obviously, if you're in a toxic relationship, obviously, I'm going to say you, you might need to think about that relationship. And then also, if you're in an abusive relationship, you need to think about that relationship. Like, obviously, that you shouldn't be in, in those type of relationships. And, and it's not just abuse from a physical standpoint. You can be mo- emotionally and mentally uh, abused as well. So, you know, if you're in those type of relationships, like, obviously, you know, I don't think that you should be in them but you know, and also cheating too. Um, I don't, I have like zero tolerance for any of those things. So, um, I think, you know, those are things to consider. But when I think about, um, you know, like sometimes when I talk to some of my friends or loved ones, you know, we don't realize that I think basically when you're young, right. You have like, I think you have, I think love is easier when you're young because nobody has scars, nobody has triggers, nobody has anything. And you're so naive to like the world. Like you just think like, oh my God, I'm just so in love. And, you know, and and you haven't really fully gotten into life yet and the realness of things, you know, especially when you don't live with a person where you have all those other dynamics too. Or you never really knew, you know, understood somebody's love language and things like that. And so I think when you're young, it's easy to just be in love and be happy in love, you know. And I think that uh, when you start getting older, you know, love changes because you change. And then also your life changed because now, you know, um, you know, you're probably out of college now, uh, whether you went to college or not. But you're out of college, you're in life. You have bills, you have responsibilities, you know, you're actually in real life. And so now your expectations change. Um, so I can even speak with my personal relationship present day. Like at the beginning, it was so easy to just be like, it, like we were like, I felt like we were like high schoolers, you know, we were just in love, you know, but when you start to blend your family and then you, you know, you begin, you live together and now you have a life together. You know, then you start realizing things that might start getting on your nerves with the person and um, and things like that. And so, you know, then love changes, you know, and it's not the fact that your love changes. It's just that now you have all these different variables. You know, I always think it's important to um, communicate. And not just, like, communicate, but, like, effectively communicate. And that was, in my relationship, like, our biggest issue was that we didn't effectively communicate. And the reality is, like, when you live together and you share a home with somebody, you can't not communicate with that person. It's it's no way that it's going to work if you guys aren't a cohesive unit with each other. And so you have to figure out, like, you know, what am I doing? And so for me, I think what I had to learn about love, um, if I had to speak on it was that, you know, love is patient and, you know, is kind. And just those two things along has been what I've had to work on. Um, because I think I had so much, um, anger, you know, and brokenness, um, from different places. And the fact that I never saw, a healthy relationship growing up, I didn't really know what a healthy relationship was. Like I didn't know what it was. And so it's kind of like, like I do really believe people when they say that kids need to see a healthy relationship. Like they need to see examples of these things because even though you might not think that your children are paying attention to you like they are. And because I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what a healthy relationship was or what that looked like and what that consists of. And I really didn't understand really what love, what love was, you know, and now when I tell people, I'm like, love is not a fairy tale, you know, it's hard work. And, you know, um, you know, I feel like I work hard in love every day. And just from the standpoint of like, um, I think when we had our biggest issues and I think we I think honestly, we probably went a year where we didn't like each other. We loved each other, but we didn't like each other. And we had to get back to us just liking each other, you know, where we just, you know, I mean, I think I was so unhappy at one point, honestly, they could have breathed wrong. And I was just like, oh, my God, listen to them breathe, you know, and that's just the realness of it, you know, because I don't know anybody that's been together 20, 30, 40 years. That's going to say that every single day was roses. But I think that if you love a person enough, you'll put in the work to fix it. Because in present day, I'm 34, you know, six years from now, I'll be 40. And Mika at 40 will be completely different, probably than Mika at 34. And I can honestly honestly say that Mika at 34 is completely different from Mika even at 27, you know, and I'm definitely different from Mika at 21, you know, and 20 you know, my early twenties, I was absolutely tragic. So if you dated me in my, in my early twenties, you know, um, it wasn't good, you know, it wasn't good. I was very immature and I was very relationship wise immature. And so, you know, I always tell people that, um, you know, if you're not having major issues, more than likely it's probably things that you probably can fix, but sometimes like you have to, get past the shit that you got going on with yourself. And so what I mean by that is like, for me, when we had that period where, um, I'm saying that we didn't like each other. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I wasn't fully to blame, but I can honestly say on my part that I was a lot to blame with that because, you know, anytime you have anger it's always hurt behind anger always. So, you know, instead of me saying, you know, when you did this, that hurt my feelings. I wasn't mature yet to where I was functioning like that in my relationship. So instead of actually saying what the issue was, like my feelings are hurt, you know, I'm instead lashing out. And sometimes when I will lash out, you know, I will lash out in mean ways, you know, because words hurt. And also my partner love language is words affirmation. And so, when I'm, you know, yelling or I'm saying something mean, I'm actually, you know, doing more harm to the relationship because, you know, I'm probably cutting deeper because I wasn't even, you know, catering to the love language. And so those are things that I had to really grow up and really understand and realize. And I'm not saying every day is perfect, but we definitely don't argue. like we, we rarely argue um, because now we're trying to be more like really work on our communication where, you know, we actually have a safe word. And um, our therapist instilled that for us. So when we feel like we're not hearing each other or somebody is going left and now they're about to go down this rabbit hole, we, we had to use our safe word to kind of stop what we're doing, you know, and, you know, bring this back to what we actually was arguing about. Because sometimes we can start at one place and then you know we could start talking about something that happened three years ago, and then now we're you know you know in this deep argument that maybe started with something simple and and that's pretty much what our issues were, was just a level of um you know we weren't loving each other properly, and so when I talk to people and they are and you know we have this conversation about love, you know I'm like, if you really care about a person and you know you love a person you know it's more than just what you buy them or you know those things like you know you have to make sure that um you're properly loving each other communicating and also you know when i say that love is kind like you know the main thing that i had to work on that i was lacking completely lacking and I'm actually, you know, embarrassed for it. Like I still sometimes, you know, apologize um, from things that I've done in the past because I think I lacked compassion, you know, because I didn't. Sometimes I did not understand, and but I also didn't really seek understanding. I was just so stuck in my point, and I was so deep in my point that I completely cut off anything they were trying to say to me in regards to their feelings or what they had going on. I was just speaking to someone the other day and I was telling them that, and I think I kind of touched on that last episode, and I was telling them, like, when you're, when you're, like, say, having a discussion with the person that you're with, right, and that person tell you, you know, Mika, when you did this, that, that hurt me, right, right, And or I didn't like it. And when this is how, you know, when you've kind of when you're still immature in your relationship and you're kind of stuck in your shit. Oh, Mika, when I was a right fighter. So when I felt like what you were saying, you know, was not the truth, you know, like obviously I'm thinking in my mind, like, well, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings like, you know, I'm just doing this and this and this. So then I started arguing my point of how you are inaccurate, you know, like I actually didn't do that to you. And that's what I realized the most for me of what I was doing wrong, because the main thing that I missed in that whole thing is somebody saying to me that, you know, you hurt my feelings, you know? So now, like, I don't try to argue my point, you know, I stop what I'm doing. I apologize. And I also acknowledge and I also ask questions in regards to what it is that I'm doing and how can I be better with that? Because that's the only way that you're going to get over whatever you're experiencing. You know, I, I I still, you know, and I still just say in general, like, I think when you choose to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you know, I don't personally think that every day is a fairy tale because it's going to be something that. It's gonna get on your nerves by the person, you know everybody has things you know with them. Um, I know it's plenty of stuff that I do that uh, I get on you know my partner's nerves. I'm sure. like when I come in sometimes and I come back from running, you know, I kick my shoes off and sometimes you can see where it seems like you know Mika has been here because I have shoes thrown around or whatever. And, um, and they're pretty OCD and so they like everything to be neat. So, you know, um, so that's why I think that the biggest lesson I think that I learned when it comes to love is just that you should always have compassion for your partner and for the person that you love. And if you have compassion and you have understanding and you want to have understanding and you want to have love there, you know, obviously, as long as it's not like a toxic, crazy situation, and both of you are wanting to um, have the relationship, and you want to, ha- and you seek to have a healthy relationship, then sometimes that might take for you to do things that you might not want to do, and um, it might take for you to make some kind of sacrifices, and also you might have to meet, you know, in the middle with stuff. You know, for me, um, you know when me and my partner was having you know issues I didn't just walk away you know I told him I'm like look you know I I want to go to therapy and I want to have a you know a third party here and I want to figure out what exactly is wrong because I knew the love was there but you know something was wrong like we weren't loving each other properly we weren't the same page and um you know they went kicking and screaming at first you know um I literally had to give um an ultimatum like if, if you don't go, you know, and we don't go together and we don't try this and we don't really take it serious, you know, like this is pretty much it for me. And, um, and they agreed. And now, you know, it's been probably the best thing that, you know, we've ever done. We all like, we used to go every week and I think now we go every two, um, and two or three, like sometimes we go two or three, um weeks apart, but I think it's something that we're probably going to have in our relationship. Um, probably, you know, the whole, you know, for the rest of our lives, like, you know, the whole duration, because, um, I think it's important sometimes just to talk, just to talk shit out, like we're better at communication now, but it's still, you know, might be some quirks there, or, you know, when you start really getting into the, the depths of things, um, You know, it might be um, some things that you might still want to just talk out or get full understanding. But it's helped us, you know, tremendously because love is not enough in a relationship, especially when you have bills, especially when you have children, especially when you have stressors and you have to figure out how do you navigate all of those things and still maintain, you know, your love. You know, you have to make sure that you're not neglecting the other person. Like for me, like I work, I work all the time to the point of, you know, I had to explain. We got in a huge argument last year over vacation. And at first, I don't, I don't think they really understood, like, why why is Mika so mad about vacation? And I had to explain, like, you know, for me, um, self-care is important. And like, I think they were supposed to plan a trip or something and they didn't. And I was looking forward to it. And they just kind of dropped the ball. And, um, you know, I had to basically explain like, you know, uh, vacation for me is important. Self-care is important because I work all the time. And so when I have time off, like I'm trying to go somewhere, I'm trying to be somewhere tropical. If we can be, you know, drinking a mojito somewhere. And so for me, like vacation is really important. And, and And at first I was just like so upset about it. And I didn't, I didn't fully explain why it is important to me that we take our vacation seriously. Not just like we're sitting here at the house, like, no, like I need to leave the house, go on vacation, get off our phones and actually connect, like reconnect. I feel like every time we go on vacation, it's a reconnection because sometimes when you work all the time and you're just doing your everyday routine, you fall into the routine of just life. And sometimes you have to disconnect from that. And so and that was one of our like biggest arguments last year was over vacation. and um And now I'm more, you know, I talk way more about my feelings and way more about like why this is important to me. Like why this made me upset. And to me, that is love to me. You know, love is not a fairy tale. And love is not something that you just, you know, I think love is great and I think everybody wants to have love in their life and I think it's important you know but I think we also just need to understand and I had to understand and learn and grow into the fact of knowing that like it's not just you know how much you love a person it's also about the sacrifices that's there and the the work that you put into it and um you know when it comes to my relationship I put a lot of work into it we both do We put a lot of work into maintaining the love and making sure each person know that they're important because sometimes it's so easy to forget those things, you know, like I, I, you know, I'm a big date person and all that stuff. And they weren't at the time. And like now, you know, we're all on the same page, but when we came into this, like they didn't care about all that stuff. And, you know, as long as we were just, you know, hanging together, but for me, like I, I like dates. You know, I want to spend alone time, you know, quality time. That's my love language. You know, I don't like for us to be on our phone when we're spending time with each other, you know. And so it's just small things that like we had to talk about and figure out how to love each other properly. So I just wanted to touch on love this week because I've been talking about love this whole week. So I figure I keep it rolling. But, you know, I think love is beautiful. I think when you find somebody that you genuinely like. And you genuinely, you know, can sit and just have fun doing nothing with. It's definitely worth putting in the work. But I think nothing works without work. And um, and I can speak from our relationship, Like, you know, I can honestly sit and say that we've worked really hard at trying to make it work. And I used to, t- and I used to tell myself, and I used to go when I went to therapy. I used to be like, why is it so hard, you know? But I think a lot of it was just me having to let go. Of this fairy tale that I had in my mind in regards to love, and I think that was one of the, the you know the main issues is that you know I just thought that love was an R and B song, and that when you saw that person, you know, you're gonna just have a lot of sex, and you know that's it, and that was love, and you know, you, that's all you did, and um, you know, there's a lot more to that, you know, and I had to learn that as I just matured in life, so I hope that um, you know this episode just you know just kind of touch somebody, receive somebody, but, um, that's pretty much what I want to touch on today. And, uh, so trying to think what else I have going on coming up. Um, I'll be on vacation soon. Um, and I'm actually really excited about it. I have like two weeks off of work, so I might actually do a bonus episode. I don't know. I might disconnect. I'm not sure, but I know I will post during that week. My birthday is coming. I'll be 35. So looking forward to that, but, um, but really, I, I really appreciate um, all of the feedback and um, the constant support, you know, these past couple episodes. Um, every episode, I always get feedback back and um, or someone saying, you know, that they appreciate some of my honesty. And I just try to be as transparent as possible and as open as possible. So um, whatever feedback you want to give me, um, you can um, just to throw out my social medias. Um, my Twitter is IJMT podcast. Um, that's Twitter. And then my Instagram is, it's just my thoughts, uh, underscore podcast. Um, yeah, and that's it for this week, but, um, I look forward to speaking to you again next week and, um, and it's Mika here. I appreciate you.